Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's Tuesday, May 12th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick. And this is What a Day, where we just found out we reached the bottom of every streaming service. Yeah. Did you know that there was a bottom? No, I didn't. (laughs) My computer just shut down. I was terrified. On today's show, the Supreme Court takes on the question of Trump's tax returns, then some headlines. But first, the latest. Stephen Smith, who had worked, uh, did digital work for Pete Buttigieg, um, cited the other day how, you know, Travis Scott's takeover of Fortnite and how that was a really creative um, way to think about it, that if we could do that with Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden projected against the Grand Canyon, you know, that might be a little bit ambitious. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, that was Democratic strategist Liz Smith uh, with an interesting idea about how to get young people excited about Joe Biden. So I guess we're going to go sicko mode on the whole election. Um, All right. Well, in news, the White House is now requiring most administration officials to wear masks when in the West Wing, taking a step that our local grocery stores did weeks ago. But the rules are not expected to apply to President Trump or Vice President Pence. For weeks, Pence and Trump have downplayed the need for masks, even as the CDC recommends them for use in public settings. As we talked about on the show yesterday, all of this comes after a military valet to Trump and a spokeswoman for Mike Pence tested positive for COVID-19. It's also caused the country's top three health officials to at least partially isolate themselves. And today, those three, that's CDC Director Robert Redfield, FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn, and Dr. Anthony Fauci at the NIH, are going to remotely testify before Congress. The Republican chair of the committee, Senator Lamar Alexander, also has to appear remotely after a staff member in his office tested positive for the virus. So that's a bit on how COVID-19 has spread through the upper branches of our government. Super tight. Uh, Even (laughs) while the White House encourages states and businesses to reopen. More on that tomorrow. But today, we're going to zoom in on a story out of South Dakota. So Gideon, you want to get us started? Yeah, so this is one of the states where the governor, Kristi Noem, did not issue a statewide stay-at-home order because she said that doing so would flatten the curve so much that the stay-at-home order would have to remain in place longer to be effective. Okay, South Dakota has about 3,500 cases of coronavirus and has seen a large outbreak at the Smithfield Foods meatpacking plant in Sioux Falls. Still, Nome is encouraging normalcy and even declined a local shelter-in-place measure in the area around the meatpacking plant. On Friday, Nome threatened to sue two Native American tribes, the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe and the Oglala Sioux Tribe, over road checkpoints that they have set up in order to prevent the spread of COVID-19 to their reservations. Now, she contends that the checkpoints are interfering with the state's traffic, and Nome ordered the tribes to take them down within 48 hours. Otherwise, she would take them to court. Okay, so that's terrible. Um, Well, the deadline has passed, so the checkpoints are still up. What are the tribes saying? Uh, Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Chairman Harold Frazier has said that for the 12,000 people who live on the reservation, establishing these checkpoints is a matter of life and death. We're going to stay put. I, You know, this is right now with the lack of resources we have medically. I mean, this is our best tool we have right now is to uh, 
try to prevent it. And and I believe that this is a good uh, good practice. And if we should ever get it, um, you know, again, it, it's a good tool for us to use to try to uh, isolate as as quick as we can uh, the virus. According to Fraser, the tribe has only eight hospital beds, and the closest hospital with an intensive care unit is three hours away. Both of the tribes have kept up their own stay-at-home orders during this time, despite the state's actions. Fraser has said that federal tribal treaties allow for them to monitor who travels through reservations, but Nome has argued that they are supposed to consult with state officials on temporary closures of non-tribal roads. Essentially, you have a group of people that are attempting to keep themselves safe, who have no historical reason to trust the U.S. government or branches of it, and a governor who hasn't taken much in the way of restrictive action taking issue with what they're doing. Yeah, and the threat is obviously very real. Native American communities around the country have been hit hard by COVID-19. A tragic example is the Navajo Nation. That's right. Uh, So Navajo Nation encompasses parts of New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah, an area almost three times the size of Massachusetts. According to reports, there are about 175,000 people who live on the reservation, and they've already seen about 3,000 cases and at least 100 people have died. According to estimates, if Navajo Nation were considered a state, it would have the highest per capita rate of coronavirus cases in the country behind just New York. And compounding this problem is that many of the preventative measures that people can sometimes take for granted in protecting against the virus just aren't available to everyone who is there. For instance, something like a third of the homes don't have running water. Many family members may live together in a house, which makes quarantine difficult if somebody gets sick, not to mention things like the grocery store can be hours away and Internet access can also be scarce. Yeah. And the Navajo Nation, like the tribes in South Dakota, has also taken steps in order to stem the spread. Strict lockdowns were put in place weeks ago to prevent people from leaving home unless in emergency situations. But what else is happening? Yeah. So in the CARES Act, the first economic relief package passed by Congress in March, there was this $8 billion amount that was allocated to Native American communities around the U.S. But it took until just last week for the Navajo Nation to get their $600 million chunk of that money. Leadership has said that that delay cost lives. Local leaders have had to take their own steps in order to fight the virus, like distributing vital supplies and information. And now there are at least two teams from Doctors Without Borders who are assisting and expect to be there until June. So we'll be tracking these stories as they develop, but we also have some news happening today that is unrelated to COVID-19 from the Supreme Court. That's right. So today, the Supreme Court will hear arguments in three cases regarding Trump's financial records. Two of the cases involve congressional subpoenas for his tax returns and bank records. This goes back to last year when Congress was seeking to see if Trump tried to skimp on his taxes by misstating the value of his real estate holdings. They also wanted to look into whether he had any financial ties to foreign governments or entities. Seems important. (laughs) Uh, Trump argues that Congress doesn't have the authority to get those records. Congress says that they do. So put simply, this is a test of whether a president can ignore a congressional subpoena and could have big implications for the power of congressional oversight which I know sounds a little bit nerdy, but it is an incredibly big deal. Agree. <laughs> the other case involves state subpoenas for Trump's financial records. It stems from an investigation and grand jury trial in New York. Trump contends that he, as president, has complete immunity from criminal investigations while in office. You know, the whole I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue defense. It sounds like a joke, but a lawyer for Trump actually said a president couldn't be prosecuted for that while in office. New York City's DA says... That's bullshit. In all of these cases, lower courts have decided against Trump. The Supreme Court is going to give us their final ruling by the end of June, so we will update you as soon as this gets decided. And that's the latest.
Tuesday, Wad Squad. It's, you know, one of our favorite funny men passed away yesterday. It's very upsetting. Jerry Stiller may be most famous, at least recently, for his role as George Costanza's dad on Seinfeld. But he was in so, so, so much more. So giddy. What's your favorite Jerry Stiller performance? It's got to be Seinfeld. That's like, you know, the most iconic possible stuff. But one that I kind of revisited today that I almost forgot about was his role as Maury Ballstein in Zoolander, (laughs) um, where he has the part where he yells, for Christ's sakes, it's a casserole, Sheila. Um, (laughs) Very, very very iconic line and moment. Um, He rocked, though. Like, everything that he did was, was really awesome. Yeah, and like, you know, I mean, the head of a dynasty of like comedians, but yeah, Zoolander is, I wouldn't even say it slept on, everyone loves that movie, and like, I think that, yeah, his role is something that people should definitely talk about more. He's just, he's so outrageous on screen, it's hard to like look away. Yeah, he's doing like a similar thing as uh, he did with Costanza, but it works, and I'm glad that it's transferable. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what performance of his, though, did, were you thinking about today? Oh, man. So just a week ago, I watched Heavyweights, which if yeah. you don't know what this movie is, it's a about a bunch of little kids in the 90s going to fat camp and Ben Stiller plays like a terrible, like, I don't know, guy who takes over the camp. But he takes over the camp from Jerry, <laughs> who is his dad, but not in the movie. And he has this iconic line of this, like, don't let anyone else sign your checks <laughs> because he basically gets like bought out. But even in just like a small cameo role like that, he's so excellent. And I like we had a full discussion, me and my housemate, about that moment it was like a week <laughs> ago. So it's it's definitely top of mind for me. Yeah, he rocks. Um, R.I.P. the still man, as I'm going to be calling him from now on. <laughs> cool guy. Really funny dude. Oh, well, that's very sweet. And guess what? Another perfect temperature check. If you need to laugh, watch pretty much any movie that Jerry Stiller was in, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best, and that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Georgia's Attorney General has appointed a new lead prosecutor to oversee the case of Ahmad Arbery. Joyette Holmes, the district attorney of Cobb County in the Atlanta area and the first black woman to serve in that position, will be the fourth prosecutor on this case after the first three had to step aside. The state AG said that the case has grown in size and magnitude since the last prosecutor was appointed and that an office with better resources is needed to step in. The Justice Department also announced it will decide whether or not to bring federal hate crime charges into the case. If that happens, it would allow for a separate case in federal court. The state of Georgia does not currently have hate crime laws. The LGBTQ community in South Korea has become the target of widespread hate and backlash as the country faces an increasing number of daily COVID-19 cases. Yesterday, we mentioned that a second wave of cases in the country was linked to one man who went clubbing in a nightclub district in Seoul. That district is known as a safe space for the city's LGBTQ community, which has led Korean media outlets to engage in homophobia and finger-pointing. LGBTQ people currently have little legal protection, and same-sex marriage is not legally recognized in the country. Now, a majority of the people who went out in that area over the weekend are avoiding getting tested or coming forward for fears of being outed. Seoul's mayor said that authorities plan to use location data from credit cards and security cameras to track people down, which is a cause of concern for privacy advocates. Indeed. A presidential election was held in Poland on Sunday, but it was missing a key element, one single person voting. The so-called ghost election went down because differing factions of Poland's government couldn't come to an agreement about whether elections should be delayed due to coronavirus. Poland's ruling party, the Law and Justice Party, tried to push things forward. Opposition candidates think that's because the incumbent president might have a harder time getting reelected after voters have a full view of the economic fallout from the pandemic. On Election Day, polling places were closed, but the vote wasn't officially canceled. That led to a historic 0% turnout. (laughs) Please don't tell our friends in the GOP that this is an option. Poland's parliament has 14 days to set a new election date, which must be held by late July. Shanghai Disneyland reopened on Monday with restrictions in place to prevent any human-to-princess transmissions of (laughs) COVID-19. Guests were limited to less than 30% capacity, so they were actually outnumbered by employees. They had to wear masks and socially distance, and upon entry, they had their temperatures checked and showed a QR code from Shanghai's official diagnostic app indicating that they were all clear. 
If visitors wanted to go on Buzz Lightyear's Planet Rescue, where riders carried toy blasters, they needed to take a tip from a certain famous red pants mouse and wear gloves. <laughs> Disney Shanghai's soft reopening could offer a model to other parks worldwide. The company's next scheduled reopening is Disney Springs, a retail complex next to Disney World that's set to resume operations on May 20th. Go Oof. without me. <laughs> yeah, I'm all set. I got enough Disney shit. And those are the headlines. Quick announcement before we go. Wind of Change, Crooked's new pod with Pineapple Street Studios and Spotify is out now. It's hosted by journalist Patrick Radden Keefe, who heard a rumor from someone inside the CIA claiming that the CIA wrote one of the biggest songs of all time, a metal ballad that became a weapon in the Cold War. And from there, the story only gets crazier. Patrick interviews music legends, ex-spies, and even travels to Russia and Ukraine as part of his reporting. You can binge all eight episodes right now on Spotify for free. Get to it. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, create a new streaming service for us to watch and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the words written on a chalkboard by a rude young student named Bart, <laughs> like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and stay, stay safe, safe at Disney, Disney Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah, you don't really need any souvenirs, okay? <laughs> don't bring anything home. Wear gloves for the blasters, for God's sakes. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.